This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 951, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 9th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 951. It's a comic reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, the 9th of February. Uh, just uh, talking about some of these quick books. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's actually a, not a huge amount of books came out on February the 9th compared to some previous uh, weeks. Uh, I'm specifically talking about the big two. Uh, but we had new issues of Avengers come out. Uh, we had uh, Batgirls issue three. Batman Catwoman had its 10th issue. Uh, Batman Urban Legends, uh, Black Manta came out, issue 6 of 6. We got a new issue of Detective Comics, got Devil's Reign, 4 of 6. We got Future State Gotham, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, I Am Batman, Justice League Annual for 2022. We got a new issue of Moon Knight. Uh, we had New Mutants, Pennyworth, uh, Robin, and Suicide Squad. Um, I think that was a, a blaze, so that's a, a one-shot, I guess. Uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 8. Uh, there was the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, which is 11 of 12, as so that nears its end of its run. We had Joker, Titans United, and X, Deaths of Wolverine. Um, so a, a fair bit of, of books actually coming out on that particular day. I'm talking about three books in particular today on today's episode. Uh, first up, we have Amazing Spider-Man 88.bey. Um, this is, you know, Enter the Slingers. And so I, I felt so weird about this one because, like, the BEYs have been very much a mixed bag. Like, the first one was kind of just like a Daughters of the Dragon spinoff, but at least they've been showing up in the book, so that kind of made sense. Um, then you had the second one, I believe the second one, I could be wrong, uh, where you had kind of the, the Doc Ock adventure, um, which felt like it actually should have been in the main book in many ways because it actually felt like it was more consequential and then we had more Doc Ock in the main line book. So I definitely felt that one felt like less of a... Uh, B-E-Y as kind of a, a, tr- a training ground for other things or other types of projects. And you have this one with the Slingers, and the Slingers are fascinating to me because, like, I was a big fan of the Slingers, but, you know, that their short-lived book was over 20 years ago now. So it just feels like, that you know, it's, it's weird that every once in a while they'll trot out these characters. And, I mean, people who were around at the time definitely have an affinity for them, and I would buy a trade paperback collection if they put it together. Uh, I'd buy it tomorrow. Um, I don't know what the point of this one was. Like, I don't feel like... Are we going to get more Slingers projects? Are we getting more projects with Hobie Brown? It's also interesting to see them transitioning Hobie Brown pretty fully into a different, which I, I didn't, I don't know if he had shown up as Hornet before this issue, but I don't, rec- I didn't recall it. Like the last I remember seeing him, you know, obviously he, he was in the, um, uh, clone conspiracy, because uh, there was a lot of stuff with him there. He was at some point subbing out with Spider-Man. I, I can't remember if it was before or after the stuff in Clone Conspiracy, now that I think about it, I guess it was before, where he had him subbing up for, you know, pretending to be Spider-Man uh, for Peter. So there's been interesting stuff. Um, I don't remember what he's been doing recently. And I, you know, it took me a minute to remember that, you know, he created the Hornet costume. I kind of forgot about that. I will say, this is one of those things where like, they never really addressed it anywhere, is that the whole point originally of him not using the, the Hornet harness on himself, but giving it to Peter when he was you know, going through his identity crisis, was that it was too heavy for a regular person to carry. And yet, Eddie McDonough, who became the original Hornet, definitely did not have super strength. So how was he able to use something that Hopi himself did not think a regular person could use or should use or would be able to physically maintain, and you know himself included? Um, but, you know, he's... Whatever. This is written by Jeffrey Thorne, artwork by Jen Bazaldua and Jim Tao, with Jim Campbell in colors, and virtual calligraphy is Joe Caramagna on letters. Um, 
I definitely enjoyed this. I mean, I, I liked seeing the Hornet costume play. I kind of liked that, you know, Hobie was using it. I did feel like they felt like they really younged him up. Um, he felt like a lot younger than he typically is portrayed. Um, I thought he should have been, he should have felt older. Um, I didn't, I actually quite enjoyed it as a kind of standalone uh, Hobie Brown adventure that happened to incidentally have him as the Hornet. And, you know, we, we get pretty deep into it before we even see Dusk show up. Like, I think we're about 20 pages in before she even shows up, or at least like they meet. And then they go to ostensibly save Ricochet. They end up at a Beyond installation, and then, you know, they help kind of save the day. And then, essentially, they give, you know, they offer um, the Hornet a job. Um Again, I liked it. I liked the issue. I just don't know what the point of it was. And it was weird, again, to kind of bring these characters together, but not really together. Like, because this Hornet is not the Hornet they know. And yes, it's nice to see Dusk and Ricochet, you know, reunited. But again, who even knows who these characters are to each other anymore? Because it's been so long since they've been actively used. And Prodigies hasn't been used in a while. I think it's been almost a decade, maybe, since we've really seen Richie Gilmore. So it just, it's odd. It's a very weird choice. I like the choice. I like the characters. I always like Slingers. So I'm very much like in the camp of like, when I saw that cover, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm in. But also at the same point, why am I in? Like, what is this that I'm getting into? And if it's just a done in one kind of one shot that happens to be packaged as a BEY issue, I guess that's, that's fine. And so be it. But um, I'm hoping that maybe there's more to it and maybe this goes somewhere. But it's, it's very intriguing and just kind of an odd choice in general. But uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to think of it. Uh, next up is Maestro World War M. I'm really enjoying Peter David just kind of being able to do things in his own little timelines. Like he's got the symbiote Spider-Man book. He's got, you know, the Maestro, the Maestro book kind of doing Maestro tales. They're both kind of not in the current continuity, but one plays in the future, one plays in the past, or one plays in the past of the future, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, and I'm actually really enjoying it. I think it's some of his, you know, I think he's just able to have fun and not being worried per se about tying into major crossovers. However, that's not really the case with symbiote Spider-Man because it's figured out ways to kind of connect to, you know, other stories. But uh, I'm generally speaking I'm, I'm quite a fan this is by uh, Peter David and Herman Peralta uh, it carries off right from where the last uh, Maestro miniseries left off you got color art by Jesus Abertov and Pascual Ferry doing the opening scene art um, which I actually really enjoyed um, I didn't really know exactly where we were going with that but um, I, I just found it really intriguing and interesting and I was obviously you're, you're kind of meant to wonder like you have Emma Blonsky you have Banner and then suddenly a Maestro is there like what's going on here then you have Modoc and and then you understand what's actually happening. Um, but I thought that was a really kind of intriguing way to start it. I really like the art on the main book. Um, <laughs> Namor's mustache looked, uh, you know, kind of funny or his overall, you know, kind of facial hair situation. But uh, I'm really enjoying kind of what's being set up thus far. Uh, a lot of different characters being kind of, uh, you know, subtly uh, juggled. But I, so far, I'm really enjoying it and really excited about reading more. Um, and then I also have to mention there's a really nice kind of mini essay and at the end about George Perez um, that Peter David wrote January 4th, 2022. Uh, really enjoyed this. And uh, again, it was nice to see these kind of heartfelt um, remembrances coming out about George Perez um, while he's still living. But uh, it's it's yet another very enjoy enjoyable one to read. Obviously, Peter David knows how to write, and he def definitely crafts a nice little remembrance of George, even though, again, he's still with us as of right now. And last but not least, we have Secret X-Men uh, by Tini Howard and Francesco Mobili with Jesus Ebertov returning as color artist, and then Virtual Calligraphy's 
Skipping Cowls on Letters, and this is uh, issue one, and I really dug this. It kind of carry it continues on kind of what's going on these days with um, uh, with Sunspot, but I really enjoyed kind of seeing him and him and Cannonball getting a kind of a non-team together, this secret team of X-Men together uh, to go into a kind of a deep space mission. I found this tremendously enjoyable. Uh, it had good moments of humor and levity. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun and looked great. And I'm really excited to kind of see where the series goes and, uh, yeah, seeing the further developments uh, that are going to, um, you know, uh, be coming along the pike. So, anyways, I'm really interested in this and uh, excited to read more about this kind of secret X-Men team and uh, yeah and it's interesting to see more development of the uh, was it Xandra? I can't remember her name Lilandra's daughter uh, with Xavier. Um, excited to kind of see more development of that character which I assume we're, we're kind of going to get as well so uh, so far so good but I thought this was a, a very enjoyable start to a new book and that is everything I will be talking about today on this episode. Uh, looking forward to next week when we talk book, books that came out on the 16th. Uh, some of the books that we might be talking about include Aquaman the Becoming, Batman the Night, Detective Comics, Green Lantern, Nightwing, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and Strange Love Adventures, number one. And from Marvel, we have the Mar- Mighty Marvel Holiday Special Ghost Ride into Love, Infinity Comic. Oh my goodness. Actually, it's Infinity Comics. I may not be reading that. We've got a new issue of Amazing Spider-Man. We've got Devil's Reign, Superior 4, four uh, Fantastic Four, Hulk, Iron Fist, King Conan, Thor, Venom, X-Lives of Wolverine, and X-Men number 8. So a lot of books coming out as well. Uh, so thanks again for listening to this episode. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Our next episode is going to be one I'm very excited about. It's a conversation with Jam Mateus as we specifically look at The Child Within, which is a classic storyline. Actually, his first storyline when he started his run on Spectacular Spider-Man back in the early 90s. So again, you're going to want to check that out. Uh, But again, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.